You're waking up with Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1. Why is it we got an extra hour of sleep and I feel like I lost a couple? always the way it goes. <laughs> you say in the presence of the person who's going to have major jet lag probably tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow it's going to be terrible. Right now I'm okay. Man, I'm so used to just turning on two microphones. You're back. I'm back. Our Good to be back. world traveler is back. Yeah, I survived. Can you believe it? I own. Grade your trip. Oh, definitely A+. Plus. All right. No doubt about it. There were some mishaps, so I've learned my lesson. Like, I can't wait to go back to Europe because I know... You know, you have to make mistakes to learn. Sure, absolutely. So for next time, it's going to be so much better. I'm going to spend a lot less money, and I just, I can't wait. Like, I'm dying to go back already. I have the itch. And do you remember how trepidatious you were about going? And I every- was so nervous. All I was thinking about was the ex and, like, this broken heart and being there alone and being so nervous. And now, like, I, honestly, the last couple of days, I haven't even thought about him. It's more about me and my experiences and the people that I've met. And, and you just, met friends there? You met I did. people? And, and were, they, yeah. were they helpful? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. One especially. Who is a traveler himself? So he sort of took me under his wing. But, yeah, I mean, gosh. Sorry, you guys. I really just want to quit my job and, like, fly to Europe and stay there and sort of try to figure things out. <laughs> that was the last I, I heard from Cody. <laughs> I think I'm going to vote for the first person since tomorrow's election day who decides to take a separate road on I-5 and have it just for trucks only. North to south route through the state of California and, and trucks, that's yours. Yep. Right? All the trucks and big, everything else, big heavy equipment, you can ride on that. That would make the ride so much better for the rest of us. I agree. This is because you had to travel down and back Oh my to God. Santa Barbara this weekend. I'm just south of Coalinga all the way home on I-5. I must have stopped, like come to a halt 25 times. Yeah. It was maddening. And, and God, I mean, the world doesn't function with, uh, without truckers. We, you guys right. are absolutely essentials. But the, the ones that, they're, okay, they're in the, the slow lane and they're going 55 miles an hour. And then the guy decides to pass that dude going 56 miles an hour. You're gumming it up for the rest of us. You're gumming it up for <laughs> the rest I, of I us. I think if you were to, to t- talk to people who drive truck for a living to have their own separate route, they would love that. I think they oh, would, yeah. too. Absolutely. Then yeah. they would have to deal with us idiots like, come on, come on, come on, let's go. But so then, true. Yeah, and then you get crazies who, you know, think they, I've actually, on that drive, I've seen people pass on the shoulder, pass two trucks that are side by side, pass on the shoulder. Man, it's tempting, but I would never do that. Yeah, I would never do that either, but. It's just, it's insane. So your, what, five-hour drive turned into an eight-hour drive? It was about seven and a half. Yeah. Your big question, the editors of the brand new dictionary say that this is the most misused word in the English language. What do you think it is, Jennifer from Plymouth? Would it be irony? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, cool. Nice job. You're going to go see Impractical Jokers. That's what we're giving away all week. Irony. And I really I didn't peek ahead. I just... Just let me be right on this one. I felt good. <laughs> you know what? That's a really good guess, because I'm not surprised at all. Thank you. That's what I wanted to I was going to say literally. <laughs> you know what? That, that well, is misused too. People know what that means, but they don't use yeah. it quite right. Yeah. Maybe yeah. overused. Maybe that's the most overused. Yes. Maybe. I'm going to say it is. I'm going to say literally <laughs> it is. <laughs> Ever seen somebody you thought was somebody famous and turns out, mm, not really? Yeah, Vicky and I, uh, Friday night, we're uh, at this place called Downtown and Vine. Great little wine place. Awesome margarita pizza. Uh, right across from the IMAX Theater. We were going to go see the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. And I'm a, I'm a Queen fan, so I was already kind of geeked up, right? So we're in there. We're the only people inside, and they've got this little patio area outside. And there were some people milling about outside, and, and the waitress comes over, the bartender, and she says, um, you guys know who Dan Aykroyd is? 
Like, yeah, from Saturday Night Live and Ghostbusters and Blues Brothers, of course. Trading places. Trading places. Yes, and I'd love that guy. And she goes, well, he's sitting right out there. I'm like, what? No. So try and, and, and very subtly kind of look out the window. And the guy sitting there, it could be him. The build is similar. The posture is kind of similar. So I decide to do a very casual sort of walk by. I'm not just going to go out and say, hey, Dan Aykroyd, can I have your autograph? Sure. So I did this kind of walk by, and it was getting dark, so I couldn't quite tell, but I could tell it wasn't Dan Aykroyd. It was somebody, but it wasn't him. So I came back inside, and I told the bartender, I said, that's that's not Dan Aykroyd. So I hate to tell you this, but that's, that's not Dan Aykroyd. She goes, it, Dan, it's Dan Aykroyd. Oh, I meant Dan Ashley from Channel 13. Out of, out of the what? Bay Area. And like, what? And apparently there's there's some news anchor out in San Francisco named Dan Ashley okay. that she knew about that I didn't. I'm like, okay, so exactly. So I'm like, I got kind of a, what? <laughs> Walk me. So we go back out and, and we, had, uh, we had moved outside to a table kind of next to where this guy was. So I went back out to have a glass of wine with Vicky outside before we went to the movie. And, and the guy is sitting right by us. And I kind of did just one more quick casual glance behind me. And I realized who it was. I don't know who this Dan Ashley guy from San Francisco is. And it definitely wasn't Dan Aykroyd. But it was Dale Shornack, former Channel 10 <laughs> news anchor. How do you go? That's like A to B to C. <laughs> I, I think it's a big drop. It's like A to maybe R. Dale was very yeah, I mean, nice. He's a nice guy. We had a good conversation. You're expecting Dan Aykroyd. You get Dale Shornack. Yeah, you're like, come on. <laughs> and he's like, you know, God, I'm being bugged by a radio guy. This, this night couldn't possibly get worse. Our little world traveler is home. Hi, guys. What happened? What was the royal screw-up? Uh, what do you mean, meeting the new guy? Oh, <laughs> that could be wow. one. Wow, that was one of them. I didn't even know that was in your handbag. There, uh, there was, there was multiple. Um, I missed my first flight to Paris. It was a Thursday morning because I decided to have a little too much fun the night before with a new English lad. We'll call him a proper English lad. He was a very nice guy. So I booked one for later that afternoon, got on the flight, everything was fine, didn't think anything of it. And then when I was flying, well, going to fly my way home, uh, they were like, we don't have a reservation for your name. I was like, what? So I had to go to customer service. I had booked it through my Chase uh, travel card, my credit card. So I called them. They didn't know what was going on. Finally, we got on the phone with British Airways. And they're like, well, it was because you were a no-show on your first flight oh. that we automatically canceled the reservation. You need to read the fine print. They didn't bother reimbursing me. They didn't bother getting me a new flight. I had to do all of that on my own. I literally was stuck in a foreign country by myself late at night. It was like a 9 o'clock flight, by the way. So it's 9 o'clock at night. I'm exhausted. So I had to make arrangement quick, arrangements, find a hotel room, get on another flight the next morning. Thankfully, that was fairly cheap. I didn't feel like I was out of too much money, but still, um, yeah, being alone in a foreign country where there's a language barrier isn't the most fun. How did you navigate that? I just, I had to figure it out. I was definitely stressed. I was on the phone with my mom. I even told her, I go, I think I might cry. And I'm not much of a cryer, but I was like, I, have, I think tears are welling up. But I just, I figured it out. I just made reservations and made it work. I'm a big girl, Pat. I figured See, it out. Did you, That's good. Did you prove anything to yourself by going? I, first of all, we're very proud of you, you. For, for going because you were trepidatious. You weren't sure. What would you say to somebody about your age, maybe situation? Honestly, just do it. Yes, it's scary. It's frightening. But I made it work. If I can make it work, you can make it work. And it's 
the best trip I've ever done in my life. I don't Good. regret it by any means. So. Awesome. And there are so many more British lads, as you Oh, put. there's a lot of British lads out there who are a lot nicer than my ex, so let me just say that. <laughs> At the moment. Christmas tree up early. I think now is a little too early, but I could be wrong. Apparently you are. A new study suggests that putting up your Christmas decoration earlier makes you happier. It invokes positive, nostalgic feelings from your childhood. Not only that, it suggests to your neighbors that you're friendly and open to conversation. And also, I mean, aren't Christmas decorations for everyone? It's not just yourself. It's, you know, so the neighborhood can check them out as well. Plus, temperatures are warmer, so you won't be freezing up on that ladder. So it's just a good idea to do it early in general. Doesn't that research kind of suggest that that people who decorate their homes are a little more, like, outgoing? Yeah. And, and, like, a little more receptive to... uh, a little more neighborly, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I'm going to put my lights up this week just kind of out of necessity. Okay. Can I, can I just say something out of the way? Maybe what? it's because of the effort that I always put in. Putting a stake in the ground with, with some light that shines on your garage and it's like, <laughs> that doesn't that count. That doesn't count. No. PSA. That's like the crib notes. The crib <laughs> notes of Christmas decorations. Just do them. That's a decoration that says I, would, I was at CVS and I thought, yeah, I might as well participate. But Boom. That is not a deal. Yeah, you're right. I agree. The, the only thing. But if it's an add-on, that's okay. Right. If it augments. If it augments. The only Christmas thing that I'm not on board with is my wife. Uh, went to Sam's Club this weekend, and she stocked up on the peppermint coffee creamer. So that's all we have in the house now, and I hate it, and that's all we're going to have for the next two I months. I can't go into Sam's or Costco or Lowe's or Home Depot now for like 30 days. It's like Christmas Because I throughout. go in there to get duct tape or whatever, and I just get lost in the Christmas stuff <laughs> <laughs> for two days. Pat and Tom, New Country 105.1.